0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: Amber Wilson and Mike Wells, we are taking you up until seven o'clock Eastern. You can always follow us on Twitter at Mike Wells NFL at Amber W Sports. You can also give us a shout on the CC Call In line. At 1-888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So the big breaking news out of the NFL is that Kyler Murray got his deal, Mike Wells. He and the Arizona Cardinals have agreed to a five-year, $230.5 million extension that includes... $160 million dollars guaranteed. It gives Kyler the second highest paid quarterback average of $46.1 million dollars annually in the entire NFL. So record numbers, and not Deshaun Watson, record numbers, but still record numbers that we're seeing in this quarterback market in the NFL. Surprising deal for some people when we consider that most people don't even think Kyler Murray is a top ten quarterback in the league right now, Mike Wells.
2: Yeah, I, I think uh we we all realized that Kyler Murray was going to get paid. That was going that was going to happen. I just didn't think he was going to be leapfrogging players who have had a better career than him, who have done more for their teams, won Super Bowls, one MVP to Patrick Mahomes' players like that. But as the market gets set with these with these uh players around the league especially the quarterback spot the value of needing that franchise quarterback is always going to outweigh saying hey you're not worth as much money as X quarterback no you're going to be in position because the Arizona Cardinals especially knowing they have they they swung and they had a gigantic whiff with Josh Rosen it didn't work out with him they can't do it two times in a row because it sets your franchise back so many years when you're trying to find that next star quarterback to lead you to the next level. So Kyler, his whole offseason ploy of how he was going to handle things and let everybody know that he wanted to get paid, it worked out for him.
1: It worked out for him, and there might be another quarterback that it's about to work out for. The average annual value, though, of Murray's deal, I mentioned $46.1 million. That's second highest behind the Aaron Rodgers, who has an annual value of $50.3 million. Now, we know Deshaun Watson's deal was the biggest overall and biggest in terms of guaranteed money with that $230 million deal. His annual, though, is at $46 million. Patrick Mahomes is averaging $45 million a deal. So, effectively, Kyla Murray is being paid more than Patrick Mahomes. He's being paid more than Deshaun Watson. Now, the question's <laughs> going to be, on a per-annual basis, anyways. It's remarkable. Now the question is going to be, is he going to be paid more than Lamar Jackson? Because you and I mentioned the quarterback list that ESPN put out a couple weeks ago where Jeremy Fowler pulled votes from executives and league scouts and evaluators across the NFL and asked them who the top 10 quarterbacks were headed into this league's year. And the overarching consensus was that Kyler Murray is not a top 10 quarterback. Shockingly, Lamar Jackson also was not on that list as a top 10 quarterback. Reportedly, over half of the voters didn't have Lamar Jackson in their top 10 list. But there was much ado about the fact that Lamar wasn't on that list. There wasn't much made about Kyler not being on that list. I think most people feel comfortable saying that Lamar Jackson is the better quarterback. Kyler Murray, at $46.1 million dollars, he doesn't have an MVP on his resume. Last time I checked, Mike Wells. So what does this mean for Lamar Jackson, who's sitting out there right now, about to enter the final year of a rookie deal with an MVP on his resume?
2: Man, I'm telling right now, if I'm, I'm Lamar Jackson, yes, I'm at the facility. Um, I'm not get, I'm not getting on the practice field. I am rolling into the front office. I'm saying, hey, guys.
1: Hey, guys, You guys it's it's
2: see me. this? I, I, me I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, hey, remember me? I'm, I'm I'm your quarterback. I'm gonna grab the ESPN.com store, Yes, self promotion for ESPN, uh, and show them what Kyler Murray got and said. Hey, look at my resume. Look what I've done for this franchise. Look and see that Kyler Murray ended last season. He and the Arizona Cardinals went a combined two and six to close out the regular season last year, not making the playoffs. I'm saying. I'm an MVP guy. Yes, Kyler's good. He's he's talented and everything, but I can do way more than him. I don't need to necessarily be the highest paid quarterback in the league, but I need to be I need to be making more money than Kyler Murray. And I'm not taking a penny less than Kyler.
1: If I'm the- Lamar, I'm walking into that office and saying I need to be the highest paid. Because by the way, Anyway, you cut it. The other dude who then is the highest paid in terms of overall guaranteed money and overall size of the contract, the biggest contract in NFL history. Oh, by the way, don't forget, at one point he had 25 pending civil actions against him for sexual alleging sexual misconduct or sexual assault. Right. So if I'm Lamar, I'm walking in like, hey, I, I don't have any of that going on right and you know I'm out here and committed and available and have been at the same organization I don't have the drama in my past I do have an MVP in my past and I am the better quarterback than Kyler who just got paid and so if I'm Lamar I am pitching myself at this point to be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL Mike Tannebaum, he was on this show earlier of course ESPN's NFL front office insider if you missed anything on today's show you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app and we asked him when is a Lamar Jackson deal getting done.
3: If I'm Lamar, I walk into the Ravens front office and say, "Hey, you know, Deshaun Watson just got a full year, you know, a fully guaranteed contract for, you know, 46 million dollars a year and that's what I want." And uh I played as good as Deshaun Watson. I've been impeccable on and off the field and while I'm not asking you for more than Deshaun Watson, I don't think that I deserve any less than he gets.
1: I mean why not ask for more at this point. Now, of course, this is a salary cap sport. I mean, it's not unlimited, but man, it feels unlimited right now with the direction that this quarterback market has gone, Mike.
2: Yeah. And God, it just I would love to be if I'm playing in the NFL. If you if you got a 10 or 11-year-old son right now, I'm like, "Hey, hey buddy, uh you want to you, you don't have to be a running back. Running backs are diamond dozen." Let's, let's, let's see if we can switch you to quarterback because that's where the money's going to be at. And you made a great point about saying, telling Lamar Jackson to walk in and saying, I need to be the highest paid player, highest paid quarterback because um, of Deshaun Watson. You know, not you know Lamar doesn't have those off-the-field issues and everything. But somebody's going to surpass Deshaun Watson at some point. It's going to happen, whether it's Justin Herbert or, or um, Joe Burrow. Somebody's going to make mm-hmm. more money than Deshaun Watson. So if I'm Lamar saying, hey. Why can't it be me? Why can't it be me? And God, he's not paying that 9 or 10% to an agent either. So he's getting every penny of that deal.
1: Yeah, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are licking their chops because <laughs> in one year's time, when they also walk into their front offices and ask for their money coming off of their rookie deals, uh, it is going to look pretty remarkable, that price tag. Coming up next, from the big deal in the NFL to the one that we saw in the NBA as one superstar took a discount to try and win a title. Will it work, though? That's next. This is Canty and Carlin. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells filling in for the guys.
4: Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle Not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. eligible items only exclusions apply
0: now let's talk about the play of the week the pressure to follow up hypnotic and cognac weighing heavy on the team hypnotic was in the cup blue and ready for the play and
1: So we've been talking a lot about the Kyler Murray extension, not the only extension over the last 24 hours in terms of breaking news. There was also a big extension in terms of the world of basketball, or I guess a new deal, I should say, because James Harden had opted out of his one year player option and instead renegotiated a new deal with his old buddy Daryl Morey up there. For the Philadelphia 76ers, it is less money. He leaves money on the table. He leaves about $15 million on the table, roughly. He'll be making $33 million this upcoming season instead of the roughly forty-eight that he could have made on his player option. But then he has another player option that he can exercise the following season as well. So the total deal being $68.6 million, it at least keeps him in a Philadelphia 76ers uniform for now. For help on this subject, we bring in Quentin Richardson, former NBA player and host of the Knuckleheads podcast. And Quentin, I don't know if you just heard me, the James Harden deal. He gets it done. He opts out, obviously, inks a new deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. So he does leave some money on the table. What is your reaction to what James Harden did here?
5: Uh, you got to take your hat off to him, man. He, he seems to be like he like everybody's been talking about. He's all in with the, with the Sixers and was trying to win the championship. He's Whenever you go in your pocket and you leave money on the table, you got to respect that. He put his money where it's not there. So let me ask you, Quentin: during,
2: uh, Would you have ever had? Did you ever take a pay cut? I mean, willing to leave some money on the table during your playing career?
5: Listen, man, you talking to dudes? James Harden has made somewhere north of four hundred million. I ain't in that category. I couldn't afford to just be taking no those, taking no those pay cuts now. That way, I wasn't in that category. <laughs> it is nah. a lot.
1: It is a lot easier, in fairness, to Quentin Richardson uh, when you've made James Harden caliber money. I mean, Quentin, do you think that this is surprising? Cause he obviously does this. It does allow them to bring in help here. It does allow them to sign Daniel House. It allows them to bring in PJ Tucker. So there are real ramifications here to what Harden did. Do you think it's enough to help this Philadelphia 76ers team actually be successful in the postseason?
5: Um, I think that you know, I think I think it is, uh, and I mean, you know, albeit even though he has made so much money, it's still the gesture and everything he did is still to be you know commended and respected because that's still money that he could have been taking and and, and having for himself. So you got to respect that. But yeah, I think um, I think the moves that they made and, and the way that he gave them that flexibility to make to make those moves puts them in a much better position than right? they would have been it had he not done that.
2: How much, how much pressure is on the 76ers now between what Harden did as far as taking, you know, leaving money on the table? You know, they brought back Doc Rivers as, as the head coach. Joel Embiid, as good as he's been in his career, hasn't been able to get over that hump to get to the NBA finals. How much pressure is in Philly now? Especially when you look at a Boston team that still has their core pieces and Giannis will be coming back just as hungry in Milwaukee next season.
5: Yeah, I think think the pressure's on. I think, you know, like, this is a a situation where they can say, you know, James Harden is going to go into the summer, have a full summer to, you know, get himself in shape, to get ready to go and come in as best as possible. So you got to think, you know, that that they got to be going championship or bust this year. So I think with that type of scenario, playing in a city like Philly, is definitely going to be some pressure.
1: Quentin Richardson, former NBA player, of course, host of the Knuckleheads podcast joining us here on Canteen and Carlin. So you think that there's pressure on the Philadelphia 76ers to win a title? Who has the most pressure this upcoming season to win a title? Who else has pressure in the league?
5: Um, I mean, anytime you know LeBron is playing, it, it, he, he's expecting to win a championship. So I think you know, regardless of what anybody else puts on, he has that expectation and he puts that pressure on himself and his teammates. Uh, so I would say the Lakers. Um, I'm looking for my Clippers to be you know be somewhere around there competing and being in the chance to you know get a shot at it because I feel like they got a they got a great uh, a great roster if everybody comes back healthy and um, I love Ty Lewis as a coach. I feel like he's one of the top coaches in the NBA. And um, I like I like their chances. If they get everybody back healthy. I think they got a high chance. Yeah, obviously you look at the you know the Celtics and you know Giannis is the when they get Middleton back healthy and the and the Bucks and and then the Heat the Heat you know they're trying to come back and do it again like every year. So I mean all of those teams are in play.
2: You know you, you mentioned you mentioned LeBron. Any team that LeBron's on always has pressure because he's such a great basketball player. Uh, with, with the Lakers looking like they're going to run it back with their big, big three with uh, Le- LeBron and AD and Russ. Are you surprised that they're going to stick and, you know, keep them together? And I, obviously, when I say surprised about the big three coming back, clearly talking about Russell Westbrook in this situation.
5: No, I'm not surprised because I mean, I, as a player, I understand how difficult it could be to move players in the league, and then especially when you're talking about you know somebody you know the stature and the contract size of a Russell Westbrook. So that's not something that's you know easily a uh, easy fix. And um, you've seen that you know so far. But um, I, I like I like them having a, a fresh start at it. You know, Darvin Ham seeing what he could do with the with the with the mix up of guys and try and see how he can kind of change and, and use Russell a little bit different for the better.
1: Quentin Richardson, former NBA player, host of the Knuckleheads podcast, joining us here on Canteen, Carlin, Amber Wilson and Mike Wells filling in for the guys. So Quentin, reportedly there was a phone call between those three, between AD and LeBron and Russ about running it back. They decided on that phone call, I guess, I, I guess they merged the calls on a three-way call and they decided that they were committed to making it work. You might be right. Maybe they're committed to that $47 million cap hit uh, that Russell Westbrook has on the books. But what was weird about that for me, that report, is that we had just seen at Summer League, LeBron and Russell Westbrook avoid each other on opposite sides of the, of the court and not speak whatsoever, not dap each other up, have no interaction. And then we hear that there was this phone call around the same weekend from a player perspective. What is going on there? Should we not be reading into those moments when they're totally avoiding each other, when they know all the cameras are around?
5: I don't know that we know that they were totally avoiding each other. I mean, we they could have they actually come there together and, you know, just came in at different times. I mean, sometimes in those type of situations, it's funny to read the narrative because we really don't know. We're just playing off, you know, what cameras have seen. We don't know whether they were hanging out, you know, having lunch or something prior to them coming there or anything. We don't know any of that. So I, I don't really make a lot of those things unless I hear something from somebody I know personally and I hadn't heard anything different about that. So... I mean, I, I literally don't know what to really make of it other than it was what it was. Hey, before we
2: let you go, Quentin, um, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago, it was nonstop Kevin Durant talk around the clock, 24-7. And we just did an entire segment with you, and this is going to be the first KD question that we have asked. Do you see? Do you think there's any possibility that um, KD could stay there with the Brooklyn Nets, especially since there's not much going on with him on the trade rumor front?
5: I mean, I, obviously, man, you gotta until you hear different with with somebody like Kevin Durant and the position he's in. When when those type of guys request trades or say they want to be gone, usually it happens unless they change their mind. So I mean, unless I hear different from from somewhere from KD where his representation of him have, or him have come out and said, "Hey, we we're no longer seeking no longer seeking the trade or something like that." I'm still thinking that at some point it's gonna happen because that's what that's what he wants to happen.
1: Quentin Richardson, former NBA player, of course, host of the Knuckleheads podcast. Quentin, thanks so much for joining us.
5: No problem. Thanks for having me.
1: Is the two-time reigning NFL MVP in for his toughest season yet? We will get into that next on Canteen Carlin. But first, a word from Indeed. If the July heat is making you sweat your staffing situation, that seems to be true just about everywhere in the country. July heat making you sweat, then visit Indeed to help your staffing situation. Their end-to-end hiring solution is the number one source for hires in the U.S., according to Talent Nest. When you sponsor a job, you'll get matched instantly with candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. And you can even earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits when you conduct virtual interviews on the website. Visit them at Indeed.com.
0: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be.
4: This is ESPN Radio's NFL 2 days the Green Bay Packers. Last year in the, the offseason of discontent, he said he was never playing here again. And now we're back to, I'm going to finish my
0: career here. Ultimately, Devontae thought it was best for him and his family to be in Vegas. Um, so that was tough for sure.
3: When the Green Bay Packers stepped on the field and Devontae Adams was out there, he had to do it all. Had to win every one-on-one. Had to be the guy to make the huge play. I would have had Odell Beckham eating cheese curds. I would have called from the draft room saying, we're getting you on a plane and you're not leaving without a contract.
1: So we are in the midst of our ESPN Radio NFL two-a-days here at ESPN Radio. And, Mike Wells, what that means is that we break down two teams around the NFL each and every day for you. As we head into NFL training camp, we've seen training camps where rooks have reported, vets are reporting for most training camps next week. So let's talk first about the Green Bay Packers. And in order to do this, we do a little game we like to call SWAT here on Canty and Carlin. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So Mike Wells, give me your strength for this Green Bay Packers team.
2: Oh, this is like cheating. I feel like I'm cheating right now, Amber. You know what? Obviously, you got that future um, Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, he is going to be leading the way, Uh, but I'm going to say I will say this I like Jair Alexander at cornerback he is the real deal, he can shut down one half of the field and those two Right there are the two the two focal points of what the Green Bay Packers have. As long as Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing, he could be you know 44, 45 years old still in the league the same way Tom Brady is. The Green Bay Packers are going to still be the favorites in the NFC North and have an opportunity to be in every single game and represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, as long as Rodgers is there, Mr. MVP.
1: Yeah, you and I are going to have to agree here on the strength for the Green Bay Packers (laughs) in terms of the 38-year-old quarterback, because obviously the reigning back-to-back MVP, as you mentioned, and a lot of people are going to have concerns over who he's throwing the football to, but his most impressive win last season, Mike, might have come against the Arizona Cardinals when he had his three starting receivers out, and he won the game despite Juwan Winfrey's four catches leading that entire position group and he was still found a way to win so when you have that guy at quarterback you could never count out the green bay packers and that is definitely the strength of that green bay packers team what is your biggest weakness for this team
2: whoo we as good as aaron Rodgers is my thing is who in the world is he going to throw the football to uh, Devontae Adams is now down there in Las Vegas with his former college teammate Derek Carr with the Las Vegas Raiders. Adams had 1,500 yards receiving last season. Amber, the next closest, closest returning player, returning player had 500 yards receiving. So we are going to see if Aaron Rodgers truly can make. The weak receivers, average. The average receiver's good. The good ones, great. And the great ones, all pros. That is going to be a challenge for Aaron Rodgers. I think he can do it once they figure out who in the hell he's going to be throwing the ball to.
1: My weakness for this team is actually a defensive weakness, right? Because, listen, it's not it's not easy to find a ton of weaknesses here outside the receiving core. I mean, you're talking about the top seed in the NFC last season. But in terms of defensively, it looks good on paper. You know, they place top five in opponents' yards per pass attempt. So, obviously, the defense, most people think of a strength here. But what's interesting about this Green Bay Packers team is that much of the success defensively was undermined On a couple of occasions when that team met teams that can dominate the line of scrimmage via the run game. The club's 4.6 yards per carry allowed leaves them tied for 26th in the NFL when they saw teams like the Chargers and the Texans. And so that could certainly be a weakness for them defensively. What about your opportunity for this Green Bay Packers team for 2022?
2: You know, the the biggest thing, obviously, opportunity, clearly, with Aaron Rodgers, but... The schedule favors them early on to allow Aaron Rodgers to get comfortable with his receivers. They're opening on the road against the Vikings. Yes, Kirk Cousins is there, but I don't believe the Vikings are going to be a threat. And then they're playing our good friend Courtney Cronin, Chicago Bears, the team she covers. So they have an opportunity to kind of work out the kinks before they get to a two-game stretch where they play Tampa and also the New England Patriots, and then they're going to close the season out probably with you know with, with a couple more wins with the Vikings and the Lions. So if they're in position, they can sit their guys out. So the schedule opens up where they're able to work out anything that needs to get done. So I like to start the schedule for the Packers.
1: My opportunity here is for Aaron Rodgers to prove to us that he's so unbelievably amazing that he can throw the football to anybody and he's still going to win games, right? And I guess as a sample size We can look at the games that Rodgers played without Devontae Adams since Adams had joined the team back in 2014. And he had 24 touchdowns, three interceptions in those 11 games. So it still looked pretty good even when he had to play games without Devontae Adams. Not a huge sample size there, but maybe that gives some hope to Packers fans that the void left by Devontae Adams will be overcome by the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk about the threat to this team, Mike Wells.
2: Oh, man. I got it. See, that, it, I feel like we're having to nitpick because this team, I, I believe this team they're in position to uh, have one of the top seeds in the NFC Ambers. So it, it is about nitpicking it is them getting ahead of themselves i think that's that the threat is the packers believing that they have the nfc north taken care of and they only have to worry about tom brady and the bucks and also aaron donald and matthew stafford and the la Rams. so them getting ahead of themselves is going to be the only thing that stops them from continuing their dominance of dominating in the NFC
1: North. Yeah, life's good when you're not in the AFC. Let's be real. Uh, So life's good for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, My threat here is the fact that, you know, they don't have Devontae Adams anymore and that there are question marks in terms of who Aaron Rodgers is going to be throwing the football to and that that there is great change there in Green Bay from that position respectively. That 2018 campaign that we saw got Mike McCarthy fired. Rodgers during that year threw for almost 4,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, just two interceptions. And Green Bay still struggled. The coach still got fired. So I guess the threat here would be that Aaron Rodgers is still perfection, but the wins don't come. And that would be the concern for this team, as it always is. So we are doing NFL two-a-days here on ESPN Radio. We have the Tennessee Titans coming up a bit later in the show. We will fully break them down. But coming up next... What's this Packers offense going to look like exactly without Devontae Adams? We are going to ask a former Green Bay Packers running back. That's next. This is ESPN Radio. So Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, Mike, they have been in a war of words where we know they very famously went back and forth in terms of NIL. Well, SEC media days were this week, and there wasn't the war of words from these two that there was earlier in the offseason. But nevertheless, uh, they said some things, and maybe, because they seem to have the same company lines here and the same talking points, maybe they're actually on the same page. Here was Nick Saban, the Alabama head coach from SEC Network on Tuesday from SEC media days.
3: I, I think the game's about the players you know, Jimbo and I, I mean, I wish you had some of the arguments we had in the staff room. <laughs> <laughs> I, we together. I, Me too. I also this heard just, on the basketball court as well. On the basketball court, too. I, but this wouldn't have to be public. All right, but the way I look at it is, you know, when people make comments about Nick Saban, uh, I listen. Uh, I try to learn. I try to make improvements in my own self by self-assessing in terms of what can I do
1: to get better. So he's trying to make improvements about his own self. Now, today, Jimbo Fisher was asked about the disputes between those two. And Jimbo said, no, the game's about the players. Okay, our emotion. We're out of it. I'm too old to. And then he laughed and he said, I'm not on that field myself. What do you make of the greener pastures now between Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, Mike Wells?
2: They basically, you know, first of all, I was hoping, you know, when this came about, I was like, all right, I don't know. I don't want to wait until that game on October 8th. I want, I can't wait for SEC media day to see how it's going to be. Are they going to have to, you know, separate the two of them when they talk to the media, you know, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. And But what they did, cooler heads prevailed and it was boring, Amber. Yes, they it took was. them. They took themselves out of the spotlight and tried to put the focus strictly on the student-athletes. And why they did the right thing from a media standpoint, that sucked.
1: They did That's the boring did. thing, yeah. the right thing. I mean, yeah, sure, it's great. We all know it's about the kids, whatever, blah, 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 yada yaddy. I need you to fight. And yes. not physically, but verbally. This is what I need to get even more fired up that matchup in tuscaloosa alabama on october 8th between these two so i'm with you i thought this was boring i mean come on where are Mm. the fireworks apparently nick saban has smoothed it over with everybody this is not what we want to see we want to see fired up nick saban making headlines we're having a party here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells, we are taking you up until seven o'clock Eastern, filling in for the guys. You can always follow both of us on Twitter at Mike Wells NFL, that's him, at Amber W Sports, that's me. You can also give us a call on the CC call in line at 888 Say ESPN 888 729 3776. So we are in the midst of of our ESPN Radio NFL Two-A-Days. We just broke down, me and Mike did, the Green Bay Packers. If you missed that, you can always check out the podcast on the ESPN app. A little bit later in the show, you'll want to stay tuned because we will get into the Tennessee Titans as well for NFL Two-A-Days. But Mike, that that Packers life is good when you're living in in the NFC a much easier sledding than it is in the AFC so although apparently they have lost some tools and we talked a lot about that receiving core they may be a-okay when they've got the MVP at the helm to bring in some help with the Green Bay Packers conversation we bring in former Packers running back Amon Green and Amon obviously the conversation when we talk about the Packers in terms of weakness and let's see if you agree here tends to be The absence of Devontae Adams and who is Aaron Rodgers going to fill that void in terms of his number one target? Are you concerned at all about that or do you feel like Aaron Rodgers is just going to elevate anybody who's around him in that position?
3: Um, I believe he's going to elevate himself and everybody in that position because he has the, right now the tools to do the draft. The team was able to, I uh, say, grab some new talent at that position. Christian Watson, the first-round pick out of North Dakota State, I love his talent, his size, his ability, and what he can bring to the offense if he learns the plays and where he needs to line up. And then also he gains Aaron's trust because Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, those veterans right there are already going to be basically a couple steps ahead of him. And I say Alan Lazard one step ahead of Sammy just that because he's new to the roster. But from experience-wise in the league, Sammy brings, you know, his, his experience from Kansas City, his experience from Baltimore Ravens, and then playing on those teams, going to the playoffs, going to the Super Bowl. So that's going to help out that wide receiver core. So I'm really excited. They got a good, a good bunch of guys. Rondo Cobb, Amari Rogers is looking to finally have a breakout season. Do, do You know, he gained a little weight. Has some injuries, but play special teams, and I will say Jawan Winfrey, all those young guys in the wide receiver backfield. That's got to be the deepest, I say, position on the roster right now. And they got a lot of answers. They got Romeo Dobbs. They also drafted along with Samori Tari, uh, go Big Red out of Nebraska. So having those guys in the room is going to definitely give Aaron all he needs to be the past thread that he's been in the past several years. And, and it's a great combination along with AJ Dylan and Aaron Jones as well at the running back position.
2: Amon, when you're a either a rookie receiver or a receiver that is just joining the team, how long does it take to earn a trust of a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers where he clearly is a perfection being a perfectionist is why he has won multiple MVPs and he is, you know, one of the best quarterbacks continues to be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Does it take time to earn trust or does it just or does it or is it just one of the organic things that, you know, it will come about?
3: Right. Uh Mike, so I would say it only takes time if you're not catching the ball, is that simple. So when he throws the ball to you, catch the ball. And then in certain <laughs> situations in practice, because as a rookie, that's the only time you're gonna have to show and gain that trust is in practice and then obviously preseason game. Catch the ball, and then when in certain situations where it's third and long, or you got to run a certain route to get open, get open, and then again catch the ball. And got that time will be shorter and shorter that you gain Aaron's trust. That's the only. It's the simplest thing out there. Do what you've been doing since you were six years old. Catch the football, and you'll know, you'll gain that trust a lot faster.
1: The simplest thing out there. But now you're catching them. From Aaron Rodgers, so uh, maybe a different <laughs> level of pressure there for uh, some of these young guys coming in. Amon Green, former uh, Packers running back, joining us here on Canty and Carlin. Let's talk about the pressure, though, of this team generally. I mean, Aaron obviously got his deal; yeah. he got paid uh, per annually, the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. But how much pressure is there on this team and on Aaron to not just actually make the playoffs? Because listen, they're going to do that; they're in the NFC. But to have success right. in the playoffs and, and win. An another NFC championship or a Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, well, Amber, they're in the NFC North. So, yeah, it's pretty much it's, – it's, they just have to do the work. It's not guaranteed, but they have to do the work to win a division like they've been doing the last four or five years. So, in uh, terms of winning that part, that's a pretty much a no-brainer. The pressure – I think Aaron, the way, where he's at now in his career, there's no pressure. He, he adds no pressure to himself because he prepares in the offseason – He prepares once training game gets here. He gets to know his, you know, I say gets to re-know his teammates and things of that nature. So no pressure to him. I think team-wise, there's going to be obviously a little pressure because for the past four seasons, they've been right there knocking on the door and getting to the NFC Championship game, getting to the second round of playoffs, and then losing in a way that everybody's, like, questioning, like, what just happened? And, you know, I questioned, that was the question I asked myself when I watched them lose to the 49ers. 10 to 13 when previous to that game they were averaging 24 25 plus points a game and so that's the question is make sure when that moment comes again if it's been in the second round or an nfc championship game that they show up and play and be in the moment and do the things that they did to get themselves there because as we saw in that 49er game they weren't they weren't the team that got them to that point
2: You know you know how this works, Aman. You know it is all about winning Super Bowl titles. And you know, when you look at, you know yes. legacies and everything, we can all agree we know Aaron Rodgers is going to go down as one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. If he if his career ends with just one Super Bowl title, how much does that knock him down on the you know, the whole list of all time great quarterbacks?
3: Uh, great question, Mike. Um I would say he probably will be somewhere in the neighborhood of the top 10 quarterbacks of all time still because of the, I say, of the, what like you mentioned earlier, not being perfectionist, not having that a whole lot of interceptions. His touchdown ratio since I've known him as the starter, which was officially 2008, I think his worst year was that year in 2008. But since then, it's almost three, four to one. You know, having a year where he had 49 touchdowns, five, five interceptions, somewhere in that neighborhood where it's it's no double-digit interceptions, And that's something I, I say I lean a lot on his first year, his first two, three years with Mike McCarthy, where Mike McCarthy, I remember sitting in that meeting along with the offensive coordinators, they always preaching touchdown to check down, throw the ball out of bounds, live to the next down. And there was just sediments that they repeated over and over again. And it repeated over and over again where I, that was my part of my mantra coming in there. And I wasn't the thrower. I was the runner. You know, I was running the ball, picking up blitzes. But in my head, it was throw the ball, you know, touchdown, check down, throw, out, throw the ball out of bounds, live to the next down. So that's basically what he's lived by. He looks downfield for the deep ball. He looks midfield for the completion. He looks to the running back, If nobody's open, get the ball out of bounds or take the sack so we can live to the next down. And we've seen those instances come up in certain situations where he's done that to save his team to the next, you know, to the next down to make sure that mistakes that he's made doesn't become a lot. He's, you know, he stays in that perfectionist area.
1: It's worked out pretty well for him staying in that perfectionist area. Uh, Amon, before we let you go, we only have about 20 seconds, but do you like Aaron Rodgers' first and very aggressive tattoo?
3: Uh, yes, indeed. I mean, it's something that for him and his, his development over the last couple of years, he's been going into his own. So this is more stuff. I say more of his more expression of who he, who he is and what he's become in the last several years.
1: Well said. Amon Green, a former Packers running back, of course. Thanks for joining us, Amon.
3: Right, thanks for having me, Amara I might talk
1: In honor of Dick Vitale's incredible spirit, the V Foundation for Cancer Research has a generous donor who's matching V Foundation donations up to a total of $1 million. So right now, go to V.org slash donate. It means that you will, if you donate, have your donation matched. It will be doubled. However small, it will be doubled, which is so, so important. Please donate. Please help us with cancer research. Coming up next, we continue our conversations here on Canty and Carlin. A big concern for the Cardinals now that they've actually paid Kyler Murray. We'll get into that. This is ESPN Radio.